is tense. This is more tense than Barry's Max. Can't wait for tomorrow's Geordie Shaw. It's going to be immense. Not so much recognised. I did get unrecognised once. Hello and welcome to World Snooker's now fortnightly podcast, Table Talk. I'm Kieran Paul and I will be joined by players and referees to simply learn more about them. So who are our guests today? We have Louis Heathcote and David Grace. Hello. Hello. Where are we, David? Well, I've been told it's Hazel Irvine's dressing room, none it other. It is. Um, so she's, she's not in here right now, we must confirm that. Yes, <laughs> not, not yet. She'd be a bit miffed um, if we were just like three blokes with microphones. Um, <laughs> now... David, one thing that you do uh, that I don't think any other players do is paint other players. Yeah. Tell us about that. I did it at A-level, up to A-levels, and then I never did, never touched it for years. Obviously, we were playing snooker and everything. And then I was having a bit of a barren run on the tour. wasn't really earning the right lot of money, so I did it in my spare time to earn a bit of money. And then uh, you know, it took off from there, really. You do paint other players? Uh, yeah, yeah. So who's like, your favourite I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> well, first of all, is it nude? Uh, no. Okay, just a bow tie? Uh, just mainly snooker. Traditional snooker attire. Who was the best player to, to paint? Oh, yeah, I enjoy doing them all. You, it's, it's very therapeutic to, when, when you get into Oh, come on, there must be process. one player who was like so chiselled that you were like, this is fun to do. I did quite enjoy doing one of Neil Robertson down on the shot. It's got a strong jaw, isn't it? Yeah. It's got yeah, a strong jaw, strong <laughs> Bone structure. <laughs> when you're playing someone, do you think, oh, he'd make a good painter. <laughs> <laughs> I try and concentrate on the game. What sort of painting is it? Um, I do acrylics on canvas mainly, just black and white. It's, it's quite. Did you simple. pick it up quite easily when you went back into it? Did you find it easy to get back into? It? Yeah, or I did think, you struggle I think, to? I think yeah, I think so. I've just always had a sort of natural eye for it. Yeah, and um, just it's just getting like prepared. riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Do you sell them to the players, or do you give them for free, or do you keep them yourself? No, I've 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 done done a few for snooker clubs, done some for my club in Leeds, and um, some for uh, Jimmy Robertson's club down south, and then a couple for couple for charity um, auctions that I did. So the ones on the walls at Leeds, you've done them. Yeah, some of them. Oh right, okay. What was your favourite one, Louis? Can you remember? Ronnie, them? of course. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Last you did? Uh, somebody else did that one. <laughs> you should just lie. Yeah, <laughs> really. Right now. Um, we want to talk about nicknames, right? I'm always fascinated by how players get nicknames. So David Amazing Grace, yeah. right? that obviously is a is a stall, easy peasy. Yeah. Louis, do you have a nickname? I do. Well, all my mates at Snooker have called me the Hoover. Right. But I, this is like going back from when I was like 12, 13, when I was playing pool. Right. So I have gone onto your old Twitter account, which is <laughs> at Hoover147. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you I, I'm glad you say it's Hoover. So let's just discuss what you were tweeting when you were. Oh, how old, no. So this is 2012. How old are you now? Like, how old are you 22. Now? So, I was so this is from the 20, 27th of February, 2012. Louis just gone so red, by the way. <laughs> Why don't you read that one? This could uh, be anything. That can't wait one. Why don't you read that one? Can't wait for tomorrow's Geordie Shaw. It's going to be immense. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, that, that's just warming us up. Oh, then there's no. lots of tweets to a chap called Gaz G. Shaw, which I assume is yeah. he's from, and you call him a top bloke. Yeah, I'm sure he's a lovely chap. Hashtag Towie Series 5. That's all he's put. Just hashtag Towie Series 5. Solid. And Solid tweet. David, can you describe his profile photo there for us? Oh my God. That's tremendous. Oh my God. He's, he's hard to describe. He's a lot younger than he is now. He's got quite a bit more hair, less facial hair. 
But he's, uh, he's with the one and only Ronnie O'Sullivan. Do you know what I've tried to do numerous times? Tried to go on that from my uh, Twitter profile now and tried to block it. <laughs> tried to like report the page. Can, why can't you see your page? Yeah, you... But I don't know the password. That was from ages. I've got obviously got a new oh, one now. So no. I've tried to go on that from mine to report the Twitter account to try and get it removed because <laughs> <laughs> of the embarrassing tweets. Um, and no, oh, hashtag Towie in 10 minutes. Hashtag Towie Just letting everyone know. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Um, so that's one. And then you thought, oh no, you're going to create another Twitter account. Oh, this is so the like, second one. I've gone to the, let's find the second Twitter account. <laughs> ID is ordered. Pow. That's a good tweet. That's good. So yeah, that's when you turned ID. 18. Oh, yes. Oh, I think this was when you, oh, so you're breaking the law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one. Never worked though. Why did you break the law? Well, I don't know. All my mates were a bit older than me and were drinking, so I wanted to get involved with it. And then you were just retweeting lots of Towie tweets. I uh, it's I was a massive awesome. fan back in the day, I can't lie. Do you still? No, I can't say I watch it now, to be honest. But yeah, I used to be a fanatic. Uh, what is the worst job you've done? Now, we ask these questions because Michael Holt, we found out in the first episode that Michael Holt cleaned his dad's pub toilets, which I know is a link to you because I know you've worked in a barley. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute. And Sean Murphy, he's never contributed to society. He's never had a job. So, <laughs> When you were a barman, how old were you at this point? Well, my first, I worked in a Weatherspoons when I was 18. From now on, called Beverspoons. Beverspoons. Owned by a woman called Bev. So yeah, I worked in Beverspoons, and <laughs> that was probably the worst job I've done. I've, well, I've only had two, but that was the worst yeah. one. Why and was it so bad? Just like, there's nothing about it. There's no music, no tellies. Well, there was a telly, but only channels one and two, and they never had the volume on. Why did? What, what was this like? The 1970s? Yeah, it's awful. It's just, it's just boring. And, of course, now you're ironically telling people to not use fake ID to get alcohol. Yeah, of course. So you're telling them to learn from your, you know, your mistakes. Did you? Did they ever do the thing where, like, you drop a glass and everyone cheered? Yeah, wee! <laughs> Can you tell me why people do that? I really don't know. really don't know. It's not funny. But I do it, though, to be fair, when I'm in a pub. <laughs> so I can't say anything. Have you done that, David? The dropped glass? No, well, like, being a cheerer. You're either a dropper or a cheerer, aren't you? Yeah, probably have. You've got to get involved in it, I think. When all the lads are doing yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to. It's such a it weird just... thing to do. Yeah, well, I bet you've done it, though. No, I, I, no, I, no, all I do is I start thinking, right, I'm sorry for that person. I go and help them sweep it up. <laughs> yeah, sort right. Of, sort of person I am. What was the weirdest drink someone asked you to mix? I think, I think a few people drink it, but I've never really seen it. It was Sambuca Lemonade. I just hate Sambuca, so I thought it was an awful drink, but I think, I think a few people do have it, but. It was a weird one for me. Cheeky Vimto. Yeah. That's quite nice. Cheeky though. Vimto? Was yeah. it Cheeky Vimto? I think it's um, Port and Blue WKD. Classic. Yeah, mm. it's nice though. It is. It gets you drunk as well. Did you ever have to like throw anyone out? No, I'm too soft for that. The, um, I, sent the, I sent the women out, but they did it. Bev, that was in, the, um, in my second pub where I worked. But I quite enjoyed that, to be honest. It was good. So it's two pubs you've done? Yeah, one, the uh, Beverspoons. Beverspoons. And then um, I worked in a pub as well in, in Leicestershire. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that, to be fair, working there. And was it like a pool table there? They've just got one now. I still go in and see them and that. So, yeah, they've just got one. But they were trying. for two, I worked there for two years. They were trying to get one, and they kept saying no. And then when I left, they got one. I assume you're not allowed to play on it because you're just clean up. There's no one that's going to beat you on it. Yeah, but you have to pay to play on it, so I won't pay. <laughs> Frames last about two minutes. It was £1.20 a pop, so I ain't paying that. And then, David, what's like the worst job you've done? Well, I've only ever had one job since I left school. Just, I brushed the tables at the club. 
And that's the club in Leeds with the paintings. Yeah, Northern Snook Centre. Yeah. Two and a half hours every morning, yeah. doing brushing the snook tables, every pool day. tables. I do it Monday to Friday, and then I've got my all day to practice after that. You know, people in the club and that, they, they don't know the hard work that goes into it. So. Mm. But tell us, like, yeah, no, I don't. You ain't done well. this properly. Or yeah, 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 tell, yeah, us, tell us, us what happens. You aren't eyeing this table, you aren't eyeing mm. that table. If they miss one, yeah. like, you didn't do this one properly or something. yeah. But what's your technique? You always have to go those same direction. <laughs> always. Do it like I was just thinking of like a foot you know like the football pitch groundsman. Yeah. When they do like funny <laughs> directions. Have you ever t- have yeah, you never been tempted like to do that? I wouldn't still have a job if I did that. Have you ever left the iron on the, on the uh, not on the, on the table. table. I left it on for a few hours the other day. Yeah. <laughs> by accident. Uh, it's quite an underappreciated job. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Like, just like sweat loads, yeah. and then have to practice after all sweaty and stuff. I just hated it. So I used to try and like miss a few tables and stuff, or like go down to the snooker tables and just brush and board them and not hide them or something right, like Dave, that. Right, what do you think of that? Would you employ him? Well, no, it's not the sort of attitude job. we're looking for. No, it's not. It's a bad <laughs> attitude, but I couldn't be dealing with it. Do you do your own ironing at home? Uh, I very rarely iron. <laughs> So you're really good at you're really good at hiding a sneaker table. Yeah, clothes. I don't want to go. Been hiding all day. Well. Ain't gonna want to go home and iron his top. You have to wear like you have to wear like shirts and like suits and stuff. It's new. I might flick an iron over it if I'm on the TV table. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I'm on table eleven like I am normally. So it's table room, table yeah. eleven like this. If you zoom in, there'd be creases. But table one, you're getting hurt the nuts. Immaculate. Uh, Lee, what did you tell your school careers advisor you wanted to be? Just kept saying I wanted to be a snooker player. Really, but did they it. take that seriously? Yeah, they did. They were like, "Oh, yeah, but you need a you need a uh, backup and all that." So I've got forced into doing carpentry for a couple of years. Do you actually believe in the idea of a B plan? I'll go to you, Lou, first, and then you, David. I do definitely. I think um, education is important. It's good to have something to fall back on. Okay, because snooker is not a guaranteed career. You can you can be pro for six, seven, eight years or whatever, and then drop off and then not get back on. So I think it is good to have a backup plan. Yeah, I agree. Like while you're in the education, give it everything you can because you never know when you might need them. But I think once you get, once you go full time at snooker, you can't really have. I've had a few people over time asking me like, you know, how long are you going to give it and this, that, and the other. And in my mind, it was forever. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking. If you no. have to be in the education, you you've got to give it hundred percent because either way, you've got to be there. So you might as well, you yeah. might as well give it all your effort whilst you're there. But then, like Dave says, it when you do come out of education, I think it is snooker's a job that you do have to put hundred and ten percent into. So yeah, is it quite insulting when someone says to you like, do you, "How long are you going to keep this hobby up for?" Obviously, not hobby. Yeah, like, I'm like, exaggerating. Yeah, there, but no, no, you've, uh, it's not a particularly pleasant thing to hear, is it? Really? No, it's just a natural question. What people ask you think, you know, you're not really there or where you want to be, or and that. So you just you just say as long as it takes. Yeah. I've had it a few times, even like from family and stuff like that. How long are you gonna, how long are you gonna give it till you sort of give up? And you look at people like Bingham. I'm not was he thirty or thirty plus when he won the world? Well, yeah, he's in thirty. And like yeah. people are coming through like late twenties and stuff like that. And I was like nineteen, twenty. I'm thinking mm. there's plenty more years to like sort of give it a go. Yeah, because like you hear about um, like famous actors, people that you know the, the biggest Hollywood actors in the, uh, in, in the world, and um, they didn't have a B plan. And a lot of people say if you have a B plan, that's the end. Like yeah. you never have a B plan because yeah. then you're basically saying you're not going to give a hundred percent of that. A plan. Yeah. Because at one point in both your lives, you would have had to have said snooker, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What age were you at that? Well, to be fair, I never really did until I turned pro. So I was always at college, and then. I probably had a year where I was practicing, but then I was like sick of having sick of life with no money and stuff. So I had to sort of get a job to 
you know, when I do my car insurance and stuff. So I've always been working and practicing at the same time. And then when I turned pro, I, that's when I uh, took snooker full time. But that, I guess that gives you more drive, doesn't it? No, you know, like definitely. You, yeah. you, you're willing to graft. I guess, yeah, I never take I never take my job for granted now because whenever I think, oh, I want to go home now or stuff like that, I think about my position that I was in six months ago. I'm sure you've got friends that you went yeah, to college with that yeah. maybe are doing jobs. I've got friends like that get and up and six uh, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on we always sites. have a joke in the group chat about me being a snooker player and them not working on a building site yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very fortunate when they're all messaging at five in the morning, getting up to go work on a building site, and I'm I'm ready to go to um, this new club. Yeah, definitely very lucky. Right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we return, we will be seeing if one of our guests can pop balls using. Well, um, we're just going to wait and see. We're going to get an object from Hazel Irvine's changing room. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Mark Selby, and you're listening to World Snooker Table Talk. We are back uh, and we're ready to play a short game of pool now on my childhood uh, tabletop snooker table. It's three foot by one and a half. Uh, the balls are real. My cue's real. But David, yours isn't. Um, you are going to select one of these hangers. Are you okay with that? One of Hazel's on cart hangers. One of ha- Yeah, I mean, they might. You never know. These could be historic. Like These are maybe have left by great actors that have played the Barbican. Yeah. There we go, there's a couple of nice next ones. Austin well, that's Reed. a trouser one. What? This one's the clippy one. The trouser clippy one. Yeah, I still know. I don't really know how they were. There's a big thick one. That's the one. That's the big mine. purple one, Blue. yeah. Next. Right. First frame. Kieran to break. Oh, foul. Two shots. Come on, Dave. But surely you don't have to hit backwards. Isn't that the rule in That's a myth. How are you finding the hanger? Right. Did you just do that? He's just put the coat hanger towards his mouth, acting like a microphone. <laughs> he spoke into the, the coat hanger. Am I allowed to change coat hangers here? Because I really don't think this one's working well, out for me. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Well, you have to ask the referee. Yeah, that's fine. Which one are you going to go for? He's got a raffle ticket round. It says 76. Thinner tip. Oh, he's played the plant. <laughs> Step in then, Dave. Dip your bread, son. One yeah, I think that's a good know, idea. It's a goalkeeper there, isn't it, over the sack? Oh, my God. He's miscued. Get him out of the way, Dave. You didn't chalk it, did you? Oh, that's where I went wrong. I'm going to go off-road and I'm going to get a square. Change, Dave's changing coat hanger again. <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing he's, him on the floor. On the I've, floor. Had, I've had enough. Using it as a patter. Oh, oh this is the one, a Dave. A plant. This is the one. He's played a magnificent plant there. Well, I'm, I'm holding the hook of the cart hanger and swinging it. Not being funny, I'm using this cart hanger tomorrow against Tom, Tom Ford. This is tense. So the back... Oh. This is more tense than Barry's Max. He's potted it. Game. Kieran. We also want to hear from you. So uh, what we're going to talk about now is we're going to be asking the guys the strangest places they've ever... Uh, been recognised as a snooker player. So this is because in the first episode, Sean Murphy told us that he is often mistaken for a hotel employee when he is wearing his suit and bow tie before a game. Louis, what is like the strangest place that you you've been recognised? I've only recently just got on tour, so I can't say I really get recognised anywhere. Are you looking forward to being recognised, or is that um, something that like... it was nice? You know, I had a few people come up to me today. Where I didn't even have like a cue on me or anything, mm. and they knew who I was. So it was quite. It, was, it can be quite nice. I'm David. Not so much recognised. I did get unrecognised once. 
go on. So um, I was playing the PTC in Bulgaria. It was a few years ago, I'd not played many games on the TV, and a young lad comes out with his uh, program after the match. I don't think I probably got beat, and he's, uh, he's flicking through the pages. He's handing me the pen, and I'm stood there with the pen. He's flicking through the pages. Hundred and odd pages go by, no picture of me, and he just texts the pen back and goes, "Ah, maybe next year." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely done me. Just after you got beat, yeah, that's all you need. Isn't it? <laughs> Every single page. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yeah, maybe next time." <laughs> Good accent as well. Thanks. Where was he from? Well, uh, Bulgaria. <laughs> Surely your name was in it though. Uh, maybe if he was looking for a picture, he did hover over. I think it was Marcus. Is it midway through your weight loss, you might not have recognised yeah, it. Maybe. Well, yeah, because you you've lost you lost an extraordinary amount of, of weight, and that's a lovely positive story. Yeah, yeah. So tell, tell us more about that. Yes, yeah, uh, Slimming World. That's me on a Monday night. We go every week. Um, I just wanted to lose a bit of weight from my wedding. It was three years ago now, and I uh, just kept kept going with it. Really, and losing six stone, keeping it off. You've done really well though. You're looking good, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll Unrecognised. At, at the Crucible, actually, a couple of years ago, John Parrott, I'd sort of said hello to him and he'd give me a little a nod without really acknowledging who I was. And afterwards, he came up and apologised because he'd not seen me since I got to the semis here in York and obviously six stone difference. But that's lovely. I mean, that's a really lovely thing, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, it's um, nice. We're now going to do like a quick fire uh, questions. All right, so immediate answers, just like your potting ability with that coat. <laughs> they need to be immediate, all right? I'm going to go to you, Louis, first, and then you, David. All right. So, quick fire questions, Louis. Whose safety game would you take? Shelby's, Higgins. Whose potting game would you take? Ronnie, Trump. If you could play another sport professionally, what would it be? Golf, darts. What would you get, David, for Christmas? An extension of extension because he's tall. <laughs> uh, an Arsenal shirt. Oh, me or him? <laughs> Him, getting Louis. Yeah, I'm an Would you get yourself an Arsenal shirt? Mine is a bit rubbish now. I wish I said something Well, it says about well, this friendship is, you know, it's pretty one-sided at the moment, isn't it? Right, you're hosting a dinner party, Louis. You can invite one snooker player, someone from another sport, a musician, and an animal. Ronnie, Tiger Woods, probably Adele. She'd put on a good performance. And an animal, a dog. Dog, of course. Um, who am I inviting? A snooker player. Snooker player, someone from another sport, a musician, and an animal. Ronnie. Oh, didn't you invite Ronnie? Yeah. Right. I can, I'll change no, mine. These are on the same day, so you can only... I'll can't... change mine. I'll invite um, Dave Gilbert. Dave Gilbert. Uh, why? Just think he's class. Cool. cool. Legend. Yeah. Oh, can so I change can mine? Ronnie, Ronnie's diary no, is now... I'll, I'll have Mike done, just because he's funny. Okay. On occasion. Not someone from another sport. Tony Yeboah. Who's he's the chap that scored the really famous volley for Leeds. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That one that everyone knows. Yeah, I've seen it. Musician. Liam Gallagher. Oh, good choice. And an animal. Cat. Cat. Because I like cats. What, you cat over dogs? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so finally now, uh, we want you to tell the people to rate and review the podcast. Can you do it in your lovely accent that you just did? Bulgarian. <laughs> Please, just have a go. Please rate and review our podcast. We like it very much. And tell a friend. <laughs> tell many friends. All right, well, Louis Heathcote and David Grace, thank you very much. Pleasure, thank you.